Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Also, sometimes we try to touch upon and talk upon the upcoming holiday. Of course, Hanukkah is that upcoming holiday, Hanukkah, which is my favorite holiday, Jewish or secular, of the entire, entire year. So I'm getting very excited. I love that holiday, not just about the lighting, but about the, the decorations and about the, the playing the dreidel, playing music and, and the candles itself and the food. Really, it's the best holiday of the year, in my opinion. So God willing, hopefully, maybe next time we'll talk about that. But here we are in Sefer Bereshis. We are in Parshas Vayishlach. Vayishlach, interestingly, the commentators point out over history that if if someone ever had to go to war, someone ever had to go interact with someone in not such a wonderful measure, or they had to have a peace treaty or talker like that, and they were Jewish, religious, orthodox, you know what Parsha they would look at? They would look at our Parsha, Vayishlach. Why? Because the Parsha begins, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim, Lefanav El Eisev Achiv, why is Yaakov doing that? Yaakov is on the way back to his father Yitzchak after, I believe, 22 or so years, not including the 14 years he spent in Yeshiva Shem Ever, which I believe he's not faulted for because he had to learn how to live in the world. We talked a little about that last time. And consequently, he loses Yosef for 22 years in Mida Kenegadimida, which is, of course, how Hashem works, trait for trait, measure for measure. Anyway, he's about to come back to Yitzchak, and he comes to... He's going to come back to Israel. Who is he going to meet up when he comes to Israel? He can't go back without letting Esav know. So he sends ahead messengers, or maybe actual angels. Malachan could be messengers or actual angels. He sends it ahead to Esav, telling him that he's coming back, he's coming home. He doesn't want a confrontation. But what does he do? He does a three-pronged track. He sends upon, he sends upon Esav gifts. He divides his camp into two, in case, God forbid, Esau attacks one camp, the other camp could flee, and he offers up prayer to Hashem himself. So that's a three-pronged uh, approach. He tries to appease his enemy, he davens to Hashem, and he takes practical measures. And that's what the commentators say. If anyone has to go to war or has to be involved in peace treaties or talks, you got to try to appease the enemy or the one you're working with. You have to take practical measures and, and figure out how to work your army or whatnot. And you have to, of course, rely on Hashem. You have to dive into Hashem, pray to Hashem. You have to make sure that Hashem is involved. So the first thing to think about is when we're involved in different things, we have to take the three-pronged approach as well. We have to make sure to invest what we can to try to interest or work with the other party. Of course, we have to dive into Hashem, and we have to take practical measures as well. So, if you have an idea, you know, I have this, uh, I have an app idea that I'm working on with someone. Have to take the three-prong approach. Also, you know, it's up to Hashem. I talk to Hashem when I dive into Hashem. Please let this work out. I have to take the practical measures. How are we going to do this? Reach out to authors. Reach out to publishers. Let's see what we can do. And I also have to work with someone to get it going, and I'm trying to have that happen. So you have to take a three-prong approach with that. And anything you do with your life, if you have an idea, a design, an innovation, an invention, you got to take the three-prong approach, as I'm calling it, the three-prong approach. You're spiritual, you're practical, and you're dealing with the others. you got to appease the others, spiritually dive into Hashem, practically figure out how you're going to get involved with whatever you want to do in life. And that's the first thing we learn from Vayishlach. I want to point out one other thing as well. In this, in this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with the practical lessons to keep, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes more, sometimes 5 or 10 minutes. So there's a second thing I want to point out in the Parsha besides for the three-prong three, three prong approach. 
When we look at when Yaakov and Esav meet, and this was pointed out to me by Rav Eli Marcus in Musser over the years when we were in Reshit in Yeshiva, look at the difference in the phraseology of the Pesukim when Yaakov and Esav meet. This is in Perak Lamed Bet, and we're looking at the Pasuk. We're looking what it says. It says that he was meeting with the with is Asav. He wants to meet with Asav and he wants to figure out what he's going to do and how it's going to go about. What are they going to do when they meet each other? And when Yaakov says to Asav, you know, take these things, you can have these things. What what do I need this for? You could use it. Asav says to him, what do I need this stuff? I have a lot. I have a lot. I don't need this because there's a lot of stuff I have in my life. I don't need it because I have a lot. So he says to him, I wrote, I, I tried to, to write it down where it is, but I put the wrong spot. But the phraseology is Yeshli Rav. I have a lot. And when Yaakov responds, Yaakov responds something interesting. Yaakov says to him, you say that you have a lot, and he says, take it back. I don't need to take it back. Why? Because he says, yesh li kol. I have everything I need. I don't need anything. I'm okay. You don't have to give it back to me. I don't want you to give it back to me. I want you to keep it, and I want you to have it. And that's the difference in the, in the phraseology, because the two of them have a vastly different approach to what is going on in their lives. One says Yeshli Rav, and one says Yeshli Kol. They have a different approach. The Asavs of the world, the, the people who are like Asav in the world, says, I don't, I don't need it because I have a lot. I have a lot. I could always use more, but right now I'm okay. I have a lot. But the Yaakovs of the world, the Yaakovs of the world say Yeshli Yeshli Kol. The Pasik is actually in Lamed Gimel. Pasik Tet. Esav says, Yeshli Ravachi Yehilacha Asher Lach. But Yaakov responds, and Yaakov says, Kichanani Elokim Yeshli Kol. So it's a difference, mamish, in the phraseology and in the ideology of life. The Esavs of the world, again, say, Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. I could always have more. Materialistically, I have a lot in this life, but that's not the phraseology, the outlook we have. As Yaakov, as Yisrael, as B'nai Yisrael, we're supposed to say, Yeshli Kol, I have everything I need. Pergelvis points out to us a proof to that. Ezehu Ashir Hasameach Bechalka. Who is really the rich person? He who is the person who understands that he has everything and he's happy with what he has. Because the phraseology points out to us not a yeshli rav, we have to be a yeshli kol. And Ravel used to teach us that's the difference in mindset in the secular culture versus the Judaic. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's not keeping up with the Shem, with the Shemendricks or keeping up with the Yankul or the Shmerel or the Chaimom. You don't have to have the biggest house. You don't have to have the biggest car. You don't have to have X, Y, or Z, the next gadget, the next gadget. You want to be someone that has a lot, a lot of stuff? Perkei says... You want to have more possessions, you want to have more things, you want to be like an Esav, chas v'shalom. To have more and more and more, the only more you're going to have is more worry, 
more worry comes with more things. Where did I put this? Where did I put that? Oh man, I mis I misplaced this iPod. I misplaced this iPhone. I misplaced this boombox and this and that and that. All you're gonna have is more worry. More possessions equal more worry. So more is not always better. More for sure in materialistic aspects is not better. We've talked about this before on the other shows as well. More materialism is not good. The only time more is better, and that Mishnah also points out, the only time more is better is more in spirituality. And Yaakov recognizes, I have everything. At this point, he actually did not have Binyamin yet, I believe. He only had 11, only. He had Kanainahar 11 of the 12 at this point. And he said, I'd have everything, but Hashem obviously is going to give him one more kid to have the actual Shifte Ka, to have the 12 tribes. But uh, Yaakov recognizes that he has everything. He's technically homeless at this point. He's walking along the way, pitching their tent wherever it is. He's not at Yitzchak yet, and he's not by loving anymore. So he's traveling along the way. Excuse me, and yet he still says... So besides for having the three-pronged attack, the three-pronged approach in life of spiritualism, materialism, and, and doing your ishtadas to work with the others, you also have to have the kol mentality, the kol philosophy. Yeshli kol, I have everything I need. Hashem blessed me with a wonderful wife. Hashem blessed me with wonderful children. Hashem blessed me with a wonderful house, regardless of what size it is. Hashem blessed me with a car. Hashem blessed me with a job. Bless my wife with the job and bless me with these wonderful opportunities, wonderful talents to get things done in the world. That's how we have to look at things. Yesh li kol. Don't be an ace of where you say yesh li rav. I have a lot. I have a lot. Have a lot means that you don't have everything. It means you could always have more. You always want more. In materialism, more does not mean better. More is not better. And it is not good to have more. Look at all these people that have 15 bedroom houses, even five bedroom houses when everyone's out of the house. Why? Such wasted space, such wasted electricity, wasted utilities, wasted bills. A lot of people do downsize when the kids move out in order to be in a space that makes a lot more sense, that is more homey. Homey being the key word for, you know, more space appropriate. And, and it saves money, it saves time. I know of a family from our town where once the kids were out, after a couple of years, they downsized from their humongous house and they went to a, a nice, modest apartment on the block. It also helps them to age in place because a, a house is not even so functional from an OT perspective. I'm an OT. As you age in place, it's not really the best place to age with all the steps and all the rooms and all the things to maintain. It's better to have a one floor apartment where you have a couple of bedrooms. You have the dining and living room. A lot, a lot of times it's attached, eases up on the joints. That's why I love a ranch, really good house to age in place, but that's not what we have anyway. But anyway, the idea is realized by materialism more is not better. By spiritual spirituality, spiritualism, yes, more is much better. We got to remember, Ezehu Ashir Hasamech Bechalko Ben Zoma teaches us in Dalit Aleph in Perkei Avos, who is, who is wise, who is smart, who is really rich, someone who really is happy with what he has because Hashem gives him what he needs, Hashem gives him everything, and he realizes that it's everything. So remember the three-pronged approach about the mid materialistic aspect of being involved in things practically, spiritually davening to Hashem and appeasing who needs to be appeased, but also remember the kol versus rov. Understand that it's more in spirituality, but not more in materialism. Understand that we have to be thankful for everything we have, and Hashem gives us exactly what we need to have and exactly what we should have, and that we should go about things spiritually to get more and more and more, but to be involved, to do your part, along with the three-pronged approach, to understand if you feel like 
more, you need more in some aspects in order to do this or that. Talk to Hashem, the proper conduit with the right prong attached, with the right three prong approach, three prong attack of going about what you want to do. You have an idea, you have what you want to get accomplished. Involve yourself in the spirituality way, involve yourself in the Ishtadla way, involve yourself practically. How are you going to get it done? Of course, Hashem can help us in Mirz Hashem in all aspects. Make sure to remember the three prong approach and remember Kol versus Rav and how Kol is best for the spirituality and other aspects of our life. This has been the TTP where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.